Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. And now your hosts, David Delo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is the Metalist. And here we go. Welcome, and thanks again for joining us whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. The Metal Podcast. Metal List Podcast, too. How about that? I was Damn, testing. dude. You been so long, we forgot the name. That's yeah, yep, up. that's true. I am David. <laughs> I don't know how to say my name in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, sorry, in French. Nope. So, I'm Jason. Jason. <laughs> Please don't hate us, Francophile uh, audience. We love you. Speaking in which Dude, of Francophiles. It's been too hot here. Yes, it has. I, uh, I'm actually surprised and relieved at uh, how not unpleasant it is right now. I did just have to close my, uh, my window because we have new neighbors now, which is something that hasn't been a thing in weeks or months oh, even. Shit. Yeah, so I got to get used to not being my loud, obnoxious self like like I have been. So, dude, I'm telling you right now, if you can hear the fan in the window because it's like right in my face, I don't give a fuck, dude. I, I don't hear anything. You not hear anything on this my is end the either. First time, dude. This is the first time I've been in this room since the last time we recorded. Nice. Whenever I'm that was, like, I'm like, no, it's we just use the AC, just shut the fucking door in this room. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure, for that. sure. I uh, you can't hear any of the fans I got going. I have four fans on me right now. No, nah, I can't hear shit. We should be good. All right, good, good, good. So on that note, again, speaking of francophiles, even if it's just one or two at a time, today we're gonna talk about a band that's very near and dear to my heart. I don't know about Jason's, but I, I suspect it's it's got a special place in your heart there. I dig them. Yeah, today we're talking about the other band from Alex Arian. Of Despised Icon. We're talking about the recently departed Obey the Brave. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, so they do we, a lot of woes. Yeah, I well, so it. that here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing. When we when I brought this up, I didn't realize you said you hadn't ever heard the first two albums before. Um, I'd never heard the first one for sure. There was like two songs I'd heard off of the second one. Okay, all right. But so I'd never heard the first one, like and I mean, spoiler, there's nothing on my list from it. But, no uh, shit. Pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I guess let's jump right into what was your first exposure then? Uh, it was like a few years ago. Uh, Mad Season. I, I don't even know where I, I heard of I'm assuming on Instagram because I've, you know, I've been following Arian for quite a while. But 
Um, yeah, so I think it was when it came out. So it was like probably yeah, three years ago, 2017. And let's see. I mean, I just went through the you know track one all the way through it. I fucking love that there's a legit rap song on here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fucking cool as hell. Like, um, yeah. I like that they, you know, just like despise. He, you know, has his songs in in French, and mm-hmm. it's fucking cool, man. Like, I really dug it because it's like it's really close to things like the Ghost Inside or Stick to Your Guns or A Day to Remember or that. I guess I mean a lot of people call it melodic hardcore or some people just call it straight up metalcore. Yeah. Um, it's that Venn diagram thing. But they do have, the, you know, like the old, uh, the ghost inside and like stick to your guns. They have a lot of that punk element to it, mm-hmm. which I like, you know, unlike something like hate breed where it's a little more on the metal side, less on the punky. Um, yeah. So I like that. I do like that. They have the clean vocals. Is that Alex doing the clean vocals? Yeah, absolutely. No yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I've always wondered that, but, I mean, it's really cool stuff, dude. Like, and like I said, I mean, dude, they've got a ton of woes and they've got, it's gang vocal fucking city, dude. Like, I mean, so many gang vocals, so many woes, hyper melodic, catchy choruses. You know, it's, it's really cool. When I heard it, like it was right up my alley, dude, for sure. And then getting on Spotify. And I mean, I just checked out those two. That was pretty much all it was i don't listen to them all the time but i never really bothered i don't know maybe they weren't there but i mean i never really bothered to even scroll further and see um salvation and young blood so i was really surprised probably about eh, i mean it wasn't that long ago maybe about a year last year or so i saw that you know oh they have two other albums and i was it was just because i was making a playlist of stuff like this and be completely honest with you i just needed more shit in the playlist yeah for sure because i'm a fucking psychopath and make huge fucking playlists so i needed more and i thought oh i'll just throw some of this shit in there and like yeah man i mean there's really good fucking stuff on like all their stuff dude like i really don't know the only really the only thing i can even think of is probably instagram Hmm, okay i don't know anybody else that listens to this band like you're the only other person i know that listens to this band so and i know that i'd heard it before like out you i I don't remember you ever telling me like hey listen to this band so that would have been the only way i would have heard it earlier than that right i i have been pushing them ever since they came out man i I, I'm bummed they never got as big as they did, but I could understand a couple reasons they probably didn't, and they would probably say the same. My my first exposure, I don't remember if it was Lamb Goat or if it was like Alex Arian's personal page or whatever, but it was, you know, Despised wasn't back together yet. It was 2012, and he just drops this video, and he says, okay, here's what I'm doing now. Surprise. Like, he, we have a whole album's worth of shit. They, they, you know, financed the album themselves. They got all their video production friends together and made, is it four videos? They, they went crazy with the videos. They always had stuff to roll out, man. They were very, you know, self-starting and self-reliant right out the gate. I, uh, I've never, I've still, I'm not very familiar with the other band that most of these dudes in the initial lineup came from, Only Living Witness, but I, I understand they're a pretty big deal in the, uh, you know, I don't know if that's central Canada, but 
Ottawa, Quebec area. Um, so it was like kind of an all-star band of sorts. And I remember hearing it out the gate and the first song was live and learn that they released. And I'm like, yeah, this is my shit right here, dude. This is very direct. This, you know, there, this was like the least melodic song on the record maybe too. So I didn't know that it would get more melodic as it went on. Um, I don't remember who specifically, but I think it was somebody from the ion dissonance camp who Alex and the despised guys are, you know, kind of brothers with in the Quebec scene had some involvement in the production and stuff. So it had a very, each record as it went on had a very different sound. And I remember they got buzzed crazy quick. They, you know, that, that, um, live and learn video racked up thousands of views really quick. Then they released the second song, get real with uh, guest vocals from Scott Bogle and they were just on a roll. And, um, and so Apatav snatched them up and they, all they had to do was hand them the record and be like, put it out. And it was off to the races, and they had a pretty good, uh, they had a pretty good buzz about him from like. What was got Scott Vogel on it? It's called "Get Real," and he's like in the video. Like I like saw that he was in the video. I was wondering if he was on the song. Yeah, yeah. He he. Him and Alex trade off quite a bit. It's cool. That, that's the thing that they had. They had a shit ton of guest vocals on that album too. They had Scott Vogel. I don't remember which songs, but uh, they had Liam from Cancer Bats was on one song. Um. I don't remember the other two off the top of my head, but it was two other Quebec bands, I think, you know, representing the Canadian scene. And pretty quick, you know, as much as there's a place in my heart for Ghost Inside, I actually eventually liked them more than Ghost Inside, which is, like, crazy to most people. But, like, I don't know, man. There was a little something extra. I friggin' It's like... I wouldn't say if it's just you took the more core side of despised icon and just made a band of that because there's aside from his vocals there's different things that make it its own beast but man like hearing it just alex's vocals was like cool for once to you know in a more straightforward way the songs were catchy as hell that whole album back to front is very consistent to me if you talk to most people they'd say that's the one that they like the most that's the one they're most known for um and i'm trying to figure out so they they played here a couple times that I had to miss and that was a bummer but I caught them every time after that and it's funny every time they played here it was always Soma side stage and regardless of whether For the Fallen Dreams was headlining or not they always went on before uh, For the Fallen Dreams so that was interesting huh. every single time I saw them that was interesting um, and I've never been a big For the Fallen Dreams guy uh, they're cool but uh, I love one album of I love one album of theirs and I like the album right before it and that's it. Is it that one from like 2006 or seven or so? No, I think I actually, I think it's from 2012 maybe. Okay. Cause like that was the big thing is they have the one, uh, it's another one of those things where like there's one record they're like way known for. And it was either, I guess it would be the last time I oh, saw Oh wait, no. So the one I love is 2011 Backburner. Okay. The one I I like also is Relentless. Actually, I do like the first one in two thousand eight. Okay. Like it. All right. But I love the the two thousand eleven one because they've got the you know they're another one. I mean, it's like they when they hit the clean vocals, it's not every song. Yeah, yeah. I actually, only like three or four songs, but I mean, it makes a huge difference. And 
and then I don't think they have the same singer or some shit. Like they went through lineup changes like crazy, dude. Like like yeah. that's a thing. The one their their singer they're most known for doesn't sound like the other singers they had. The other singers were very, right. very. I don't want to say typical, but they were much more, you know, similar to one another. Let's say uh maybe that'll be for a different episode but yeah it was just funny that they were so interlinked that every time i saw obey the brave they went or, you know, for the fallen dreams was going on right after anyways 2012 yeah it's a uh for the fallen dreams headlining show obey the brave uh plays and it wasn't like super packed so it was kind of like i just got right up against the stage and i sang all the words they only had the one album out at the time so that was easy i guess that was 2013 and then um and then they put out Salvation in 2014. And um, I would say, I don't know if it's a step up because I, I do like some of the songs, but I feel like it's not as consistent as Youngblood. But it's got their biggest song by far, Raise Your Voice. And that's the first time he, he put some melody in his vocals, even if it's just the, so raise your voice in the choruses, yeah. you know? But it was just like, whoa, he does melodic stuff now. And if we knew what was going to follow, you know, it'd be very surprising. Um, but so, okay, flash forward to, uh, was it that same year? Yeah, 2014. And it's uh, Amity Affliction when they're on the come up and they're headlining Somicide stage. And right beneath them is For the Fallen Dreams and right beneath them is Obey the Brave. Uh, so it was a rematch of sorts. But this time it was like packed ass. Um Miguel, their bass player, wasn't there because he was at a wedding, and then that would end up being the case that he wasn't in the band anymore. So it was just them as a four-piece with no bass, which was weird, but they still rocked it, dude, and it was awesome. And so I felt like things were really, really, really going good for him. Now, and then here's where things get kind of, you know, I think they would agree where their course kind of gets altered, was that they were all set to uh, do a record. It's, it's come out now. I always, when I heard they were going to work with people from uh, a date or a member, I uh, I thought they were talking about Jeremy McKinnon because I was like, okay, they're following sort of a tr same trajectory as Ghost Inside, so it's got to be Jeremy McKinnon because that's when things kind of change for Ghost Inside too. But it has since come out on the Mosh Zone, also a great show. Check out the Mosh Zone. Um, in a recent interview, Alex came out and said it was actually Tom, uh, shit, Denny? the guy that used to be in a day to remember that still co-writes with them. Uh, and apparently that dude just split with the album cause he was going through some personal issues and they already spent like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on that album. Um, which is a bummer. And so they basically had to restart that whole album from scratch and put all that time into it. So it kind of killed their momentum a little. So that's wild. And then, uh, they got ripped off by some promoter in Asia that bailed with all the money that they made from that tour. So that was a bummer. So they, they had all these setbacks. I remember there being a long gap between Salvation and um, and and being, or Mad Season. And I was just like, wow, that's a bummer. Man. That's they, three years. Yeah, they got fucked, man. And it's a bummer. And they had a huge lineup change. There was just, unfortunately, a big spot or, you know, stick put between the spokes and the wheels and i feel awful for them because they you know they were kind of swinging out out ever since and they became and i think they would tell you they became one of those bands where it was like their primary market became europe a la 
first blood a la walls of jericho where you'd mostly see them playing there at least they still toured here in other parts too um so you say mad season was your first starting point so to them to you is this like what obey the brave is in your mind yeah okay that's an interesting yeah like for me listening to balance like makes well actually that's not true I mean, I was, I was going to say it makes more sense than Salvation, but it's not true because Salvation, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure it's like my number, yes, yeah, my number two songs off Salvation. And it's not much different. I mean, it probably could be on Mad Season. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a different album. Balance is a lot catchier. Kind of the same, uh, quote my dude, D-Lo, trajectory. I'm stealing your words now, dude. Please do. Um, same trajectory, like uh, kind of like Ghost Inside, where you get a little bit more commercial, but you don't lose the integrity of your band. So it seemed like um, it's not extreme, no. but there's definitely four albums, two or one way, two or another way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It seems like they went from canadian ghost inside to canadian a day to remember which i thought was funny not Kinda, funny yeah. but you know they when when they announced they were working with a day to remember guy i was like oh okay yeah they're definitely not as light as a day to remember no so no 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 yeah hopefully no one gets the wrong idea there but no but the el- the melody yeah. is way but up. yeah the catchy shit is super catchy yeah they just kind of like they basically just kind of like cranked up a little bit on the commercial accessibility but i mean it's still you know fucking breakdowns and two-stepping and like all i mean it's still hardcore yeah i mean i could, I mean, I could see where hard like just diehard hardcore fans just do not like this shit well yeah alex was talking about on that stuff. yeah on that same episode well even from the beginning like like he talks about because they were put in more of the melodic heart, not hardcore. Well, yeah, but melodic metalcore camp with 100th and all the bands of that ilk. And what I remember this happening, he talks about, was he thinks another part of what hurt their momentum was in the mid-2000s, if you came, excuse me, 2010s, I forgot what fucking decade this was. Ugh. Um, he says, like, it was this shift of, like, traditional hardcore, like, to a T coming back you know minimal to no metal at all and like that kind of there was a weird changing of the guard there it's it's weird now in hindsight now that it's 2020 to be able to see the weird initial stages that um that happened within hardcore in the last decade because yeah there is some residual metalcore stuff happening in the beginning of the 2010s but then there is the traditional you know hardcore thing and now there's tons of different kinds of hardcore going on but like metal cores come back, but it's not the same kind. It's like disembodied somehow is like the biggest influence on this current generation of bands, which is really weird, but it's kind of cool at the same time. So you got a lot, a lot going on within the span of a decade. I liken it to the nineties when, you know, not hardcore, but the, the beginning of the decade, it's like, you still got the weird neon residual stuff from the eighties and then grunge becomes a thing. So everybody starts dressing in flannel and super bohemian in the, uh, in the middle chunk of the nineties and then new metal and boy bands like really, really take off. So everybody's dressing in like, you know, what you would associate with just hair bleach. Let's just go with hair bleach for the time being. 
<laughs> that sums it up. Just, just terribly. But you know, like, like all the very, you know, if you look at like the cast of Scream or whatever compared to the cast of, I don't know, um, what's the Matt Dillon grunge movie? Oh, um, singles. Yes, thank you. That that killed me. Yeah, or even like, um, was Kid in Play House Party? Was that late eighties or early nineties? I think it's late eighties. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, that could go either way. But you know what I mean? Like, like you don't see the changes really until they already happen. It's like when you think of metalcore fashion, or even just metal fashion in the late two thousands. It was you know, it was everybody in the scene, regardless of what genre was wearing the tight jeans and had the uh, the flat iron hair and had the the snake bite lip piercings and all that. And then like somewhere oh, in the yeah. middle of the last decade, everybody's like, okay, plain black t-shirts, plain black jeans, not too tight. Everybody has that one. I don't know what the proper term for it haircut is, but you know, with the, the side fades and like it's parted one way or whatever. Like if you look at the way that um, Whitechapel started – when they when they first became a band and the way they are now that's like that's the transition in a nutshell right there and so that was kind of what obey the brave was going through it was like there was a changing in the guard as far as what was going on in the underground and they went their own way where the rest of things were going another way um but they still maintained that that's a thing too man well we'll get to that in a sec they 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 carved their own path and I'm glad for them they had uh, Steve from Despised Icon on one song uh, I'm pretty sure they had other guests. That's the thing is like a lot of these guys, I'm like, I don't know who these guest people are, but that's cool that they're putting their friends on or whatever. Um, is it too early to say that, that, that Mad Season would be your favorite album? Oh, it's definitely my favorite album. I was going to shout out the whole entire thing. Um, really good stuff. My thing is like, I mean, on Spotify, they don't have any of the, the like guest spots like listed and then like you go to wikipedia there's just no links to anything like yeah yeah they're one uh, of those bands that like was there wasn't a lot of stuff about them yeah yeah i I really don't know a whole hell of a lot about them yeah you know i mean as i was was, you know if we had talked before we hit record (laughs) well we don't have that kind of time i would have said like you got to take point on this one because i don't really know them all that well like but i mean like I said, I definitely have listened to them enough to make a solid fucking top five. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, um, yeah. Mad season would definitely be my favorite. It's again. Yeah. It's the first one. It's the one I'm most familiar with too. It's the first one I, I heard. Um, it is still the one I listen to most aside mm-hmm. from a couple songs from each of the other albums. Mad season is the one that I listen to like the entire album, like pretty consistently. Yeah. I, it's a good album, man. I think it's underrated as hell. I understand a lot of people, a lot of most, I don't know about most, but a lot of people jumped off after Mad Season because it wasn't Young Blood and it wasn't um, Salvation anymore. I, I can uh, definitely see that. I mean, yeah. it's it really is the jump up. Like I said, it's not super extreme, but it's just anytime you have a jump up in that, commercial radio quote-unquote sellout fucking uh, aspect of your music i mean yeah you probably gain some new ones but you're gonna lose some yeah and so you know, and that's 
just that's just the way it goes yeah the, which is a lyric um <laughs> it's a whole song yeah way it goes yeah 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 <laughs> but um yeah so like well, again when you talk to most people it's it's the same i can't wait to get into it about misery signals dude because now we I, i've talked to so many people that came in at different points about misery signals that you to them a certain album is one more than the other but like everybody else will say it's malice of the magnum heart a number of people say they won't listen to anything else after of malice in the magnum heart because it's a different singer because it's you know whatever um and a lot of people drop off. A lot of people drop off after Youngblood, and I don't think Salvation is that different from Youngblood. There's slight it's differences. It actually, yeah. it's kind of like Youngblood, but it sounds better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, well, I don't know. okay, I guess it depends on what kind of production you like. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but yeah, like actually, fucking Mad Season. Now that I just remembered, it is half a different band because the guitar player split and the bass is split. Um, the guitar player Terrence, I, if I'm correct, this is an awesome story. If not, sorry if I got this wrong, but my understanding was that their guitar player, they got Terrence was uh, a friend of the band's who didn't even know how to play guitar. And he learned just so he could play and obey the brave, which is cool. Yeah, that's uh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, so around that time, again, it's, it's for the fallen dreams, headlining Soma and, uh, it's the tour for it's the 10th anniversary tour for whatever album that was from around that time, the 2008 one, I think that that was the thing I noticed too, was like it was ghost inside and for the fallen dreams came up around the same time. And then ghost inside just surpassed them so much. And it's funny cause then Andy for the, or from for the fallen dreams then became the drummer of ghost inside. And he still worked with them in a writing capacity. I think, I don't know if that's still the case or not. But like they were very interlinked for a while, so it's interesting Shout to out see. To Ill grip. Yeah, hell yeah! Check out his band. I think it's is it one decade? Yeah, one decade. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's one man project, one decade. Instrumental Sick. gent. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. And good. um, but yeah, so like, so they're touring again. I they didn't announce it till way later, but the other guitar player, who was the last original guitar player in the band, left. So now they're a four-piece, and they have to run a uh, backing track for the additional guitar stuff on a laptop. Uh, and they still made it work. Like, and considering they had three albums worth of stuff, like they, it was a pretty evened-up set, and I thought they did a killer job. And uh, and Alex gave me his bottle of water because he saw he thought I looked thirsty. So thank you, Alex. Um. But yeah, they were awesome, man. And I was bummed. It's bum. It's a bummer to think that's going to be the last time that I will have seen them. Uh, I didn't get to see them on balance. They didn't get to do a lot on balance. Uh, so that's the whole thing was, yeah, they're, they're off Epitaph now. Uh, the bassist actually quit, so they're a three-piece at this point. So it's just the three of them. They self-finance their own album. They, uh, they push all the marketing and all that. They release it independently. Not in North America, but certainly the States. They had a label doing it in Canada and I think one in Europe, if not the UK. But the rest of it was all them worldwide. So they, they took it back to the roots and they kept it fucking DIY, man. And they, they acknowledge... Did you... Uh, you read the statements I sent you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they say... I kind like, of figured that's what it was. It was a COVID thing. But... yeah. The thing that really surprised me was what kind of COVID thing it was. So 
there's a lot of bands that are just like, you know what? We can't tour. We can't make money, you know, and, you know, they just, I mean, I heard of, I can't remember who the hell it was. I saw something on Twitter, but it was like, they never really put out a statement. It was just like, you know, we're done. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just like, there was no official statement by the band. It was like, just one of the guys was like, yeah, we're not really playing, but you know, who knows? Like once everything gets, you know, up and running, but you know, there's no reason to just completely quit right now where the total pisser of this thing. So I don't know if a lot of the fucking fans even give a shit about the music side of music, but it is a big deal. And the thing is, is so, you know, if you're in the red, you're not making money, you're losing money. If you're in the black, you're making money. Pretty simple. There, they were supposed to have an in the black tour. It didn't quite go as well, but they were still better off than they were. So then they were gonna fucking basically like their next shit was gonna be the in black in the black tour. So you got to think these dudes are like finally like they're looking for, and especially a band like this dude. It's like I don't care what anybody says. You want to call them fucking sellouts or whatever, dude. This shit is not getting played on the radio. This shit is not getting money making huge. No, right. So don't get it fucking twisted, man. It's not even like they're going to be making a shitload of money, but they'll actually be in the black for a tour, which is very difficult to do. Well, all of a sudden you're fucking looking forward to this. You're looking forward to this. You're looking forward to this. And all of a sudden fucking this COVID thing comes and just slaps you right in the fucking face. And guess what? There's no concerts now. Yep. If it was just for a fucking couple weeks or something, even a couple months, they could probably could have fucking, you know, book, you know, rebooked the tours and, oh, well, this will be in the black one. And then this will be in the black one. Well, guess what, dude? Now, I mean, how long has it been? It's been since, what, March? March 13th is when we first got yeah, our like announcement here. And it's like, I mean, at some point, it's like, well, shit. You know, like, now, does that mean you have to fucking break up? I don't know. I mean, they, they weren't on a label. No. To me, I'm like, I, I guess I don't get why you just say like, you know what, fuck it, we're over it. Just because you were finally able to get to the black and you just, it, you have to stop. Because right now, it's not like, I don't know, it's it, okay, so it's not like everybody else is working and you're not able to work, right? No one's working right now. So it's like everybody else's band is on hold. Now, I understand having rehearsal spaces and stuff like that costs money, but I mean, there's people that are doing stuff like online. You could just, you know, let your lease lapse on your, on your jam room or whatever, you know, cut the costs where you can, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe you have to sell some gear or whatever, but you have ways to make money. You know, people are doing it with Twitch and Patreon and YouTube and you know, and just getting regular jobs. I mean, there's definitely that. So I guess I don't fully understand. Well, I do understand. I just didn't see quite so hardcore the necessity of it just being about we were almost fucking there and it and it just kicked our dick in the dirt. I honestly fucking think like this band, there's a good possibility when everything fucking opens back up or maybe fucking two or three years from now. Yeah. They're back together. 
that's that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm hoping. I uh, even if it's even a limited capacity, like Despise yeah. was. You know, because same thing, Despised called it quits. I don't know the full yeah. story with Obey the Brave or Despised, but Despised, it was just like, they just, you know, they needed a long time after so many years of just going at it nonstop, you know? Um, oh, and yeah, now, it takes its toll, man. Yeah, and now they're doing it part-time, and they're doing it for fun. So, like, I'm hoping hypothetically the same thing could happen with OTB. Even if they never come here again, I would just, like, so the real pisser is on that Moshstone interview. They said that he they were gonna go. He, Alex said they were gonna go back to the young blood style on the next album, uh, but they were gonna incorporate little bits of uh, the melody they've acquired along the way. And I was like, oh my god, that sounds perfect. God damn it! Uh, and this yeah, this interview cool. was like bef- just before they would have broken up. Um, so I'm bummed, but hopefully, you know, hopefully that doesn't remain the case forever. I. If you want to check out Terrence's statement, it's on his Instagram that breaks down a little more of what happened. And I'm sure there's more details that they couldn't go into. And I'm, you know, I'm sure they had the reasons. It's a bummer that, you know, touring, unless you're in a band and even at this point after six months is probably the last thing on most people's minds right now with everything else going on in the world, you know? Um, oh yeah dude because i mean that's the other thing it's not just fucking covid dude oh yeah i mean there's so much stuff going on right now it's very difficult for a lot of fucking people dude like especially the more aware of it you are yeah and and it's 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 very rough yeah so yeah it would be you know some people dive into that stuff and some people it affects their creativity negatively some people it affects it positively like i mean some people it's like oh i can't do this or oh man i'm seeing social injustices and stuff and i'm gonna get fucking pissed and write all the shit about it like right i mean they just that's that's where you know that's where their focus goes is i'm gonna fucking you know i'm gonna you you know i'm whatever my feelings are about this thing i'm gonna fucking dive in you know and and get those feelings out through my craft or whatever but they're you know that's not everybody man not everybody reacts like that yeah true um so you know yeah i mean that it's like and like we said i mean there might be something else there might not be maybe they really are just like you know what man like fuck it like you know and i it just it's just my personal opinion like i just don't see that happening yeah with with almost like I'll tell you right, like, I mean, with almost any fucking band right now that is gonna be like, you know what, maybe we should call it quits. There's no reason to. It's mm-hmm. not like you you guys are gonna go fucking go tour with another band and you just get sick of playing with the band you're in. Yeah. No one's tour like so and I mean I know there's shows going on in Europe and whatnot, but I just I don't see why you would have to break up right now. It's like, hey, let's just all do our own thing. We'll get together every once in a while and then let's just all come back when it's all over, whenever that is. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the, everything, the world in general is just on hold right now. Pretty there's much. A lot of uncertainty. I talk to all these dudes in bigger bands right now and they're all, hey, so what are you doing? Absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? And a lot yeah. of these guys are now going, shit, man, we might have to get actual jobs. Fucking shit's weird right now. Um, and it's a reality of things. I, a lot of these other guys have different fingers and different pies and whatnot. Um, so it's just interesting to see how people are dealing with things in general right now with the 
state of things as they are, as we timestamp this episode in 2020, one of the the weirdest fucking year in recent history. Fucking hell. Yeah, man. Um, so, having said that, they're done for the time being, but we still got four awesome albums. I, you know, they acknowledge that every not everybody liked Balance, but a lot of people did, and they said, you know, considering they put it out themselves, it, you know, performed pretty damn good. Um, so good on them for making it happen on their own terms, man. Regardless. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I'll just time stamp it with a uh, Rip Riley Gale, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing to do with. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything other than dude from Power Trip fucking died, man. Like that sucks. That fucking that straight up ruined my night, dude. I'm kind of glad we didn't record that night. I was in a bad fucking headspace, dude. That that fucked me up. We uh we found out in the middle of uh Vincent's um stream. And he ended up calling the stream right there because he was so, you know, everybody was distraught. And we were all like, we completely understand, dude. You know what I mean? Like, we, oh. this fucking sucks. Um, still don't know what happened as of right now. They just found him in his sleep, which is really gnarly. Uh, he was the same age as me. I didn't know that. That's gnarly. We're going to have to do a power trip episode sooner than later. It's it's just interesting also to see how many people shared good stories about what a great... I always got the impression he was a great guy and he was a welcoming guy, but seeing all the specific stories, it made me cry for the first time in a long time, dude. It's as if shit isn't weird enough. Like, this dude seemed like a really legitimately kind and good dude who loved the community worldwide. I, it seems, from what I'm reading, all these people telling stories about, like, if they didn't have a place to go or they got kicked out of their home or something, he would let them stay with them. And like, he would just constantly check up on people. So shout out to fucking Riley, man. One of the good ones. We, um, we'll definitely have to pay tribute proper in a, in a episode in the future. It's cool to see Trivium's going to do a, a deep cuts, uh, stream on Saturday from their rehearsal space in Florida. And I don't know if this was just them because they've been broadcasting the sound checks too. I don't know if this is like something they're going to add into the set now, but they were rehearsing a couple power trip songs just for the fuck of it. So that'd be cool if they included that nice. as a tribute. Yeah, because they two were together in Europe. Ah, man, shout out to Matt too. We're going to have to do a fucking trivium episode soon because that dude, he's all those dudes are awesome, but he's the greatest, dude. And he, again, that was the thing when they were touring in Europe, he put on, it was, I think it was power trip code orange and venom prison. Like he gives so much of a fuck. Like I, I, I totally get people just being like, you know, man, I just listened to our own stuff. I don't even listen to metal anymore. Cause I hear it so much. We just play it. I totally understand that. But like Trevor from black Dahlia and Matt from trivium dude are still all about it. Still checking out the new stuff putting on new bands, giving them their big ups, making sure that the word is spread. Fucking shout out, dude. We're going <laughs> to, we Hell might yeah. have to, we might have to fast track those two episodes. I still need to listen to that last trivia more. There was so fucking much going on. I haven't even been able to pick it apart yet. Do you got any honorable mentions? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, so my honorable mention is going to be mad season as a whole. Like, I couldn't just pick one song. The thing is so underratedly consistent, dude, from front to back. I really don't think it got a fair shot in the world. I, um, the whole thing back to front is just awesome to me. 
throughout. That's one of those ones. I can't really do that with balance. I can't really do that with um, salvation. But Mad Season front to back, I think, is pretty solid all throughout and has a good flow to it, you know? So uh, huge honorable mention to Mad Season. Uh, what else do I have? Lone Wolf off of uh, Salvation as well. It's probably my other favorite song on on Salvation. And uh, and I tried to figure out why. It's from, it's because it reminds me of Outlier by Counterparts, another Canadian metalcore, melodic hardcore band. So it's very similar uh, melody. Uh, and after that, I'm going Live and Learn, the first one. You know, you never forget your first proper introduction to the band. You know, you know what kind of vibe they were going with? He's walking a pit bull in the video, and it's like black and white. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, man, live and learn. Those are my honorable mentions. How about you? Actually, one of my no apologies. Nice. You know, off of balance, dude. Like, it's, I mean, it's like their second biggest song on Spotify for a reason. It's one of the catchiest songs they've done. Definitely mm-hmm. probably the most radio one. Yeah. And even yeah. the way he sings, like there's no apologies, no more apology. Like Yeah. Um but I like that. Like I'd rather was it like I'd rather fucking oh my god. I'm trying to look up the lyrics real quick. Yeah. It's like I'd rather fucking die on my feet than live on my knees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather like die standing up, standing up than living on my knees. No more apologies. And and it's just pretty simple man like it's not it's not the same hardcore chug so much it's more of almost like the uh single string mm-hmm. you know i don't know what to call the, it either it's it the way the guitar sounds it sounds like a genty type of sound it's just not staccato but it's it's that yeah. real single string type deal yeah but like in the verses it's got that fucking can't even in the background or whatever yeah that's, and then you when know, he gets the fucking chorus, it's got the little, um, it's the cymbals and the hi-hat. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that almost sounds like there's kind of like a sequencer that gives it more of like a like that real like modern style feel mm-hmm. without any keyboards or anything. So it's like, it gives it that same feel, but it's not as commercial as something like Bring Me the Horizon or A Day to Remember. Like, it's not as much it still sounds like a hardcore band that wrote a fucking radio song yeah you know that's what it sounds like and it's really good song dude like you break it down and it's like there's quite a few different little things going on they're all just variations on the same thing right like mm-hmm. but it's like one you got this little, like this that that fucking uh, filter effect where it's yeah, yeah, like the phaser You know, like they got that thing. sort of thing on one thing. And then it goes to this whole other riff. And then all of a sudden, and it's like over this uh, kind of like a bridge thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just like fucking boom, everything drops out, right? But I mean, you know, it's got the harmony. It's it's almost like harmony gang vocals. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, it's it really is a good representation of like a hardcore band doing a radio song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, because, uh, I mean, again, if it's just like a radio band, you know, it just sounds like a radio song. This doesn't yes. really sound like something that would actually be able to be played on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, yeah, it's the same thing. I Prevail comes to mind. There's you know, definitely, that, yeah, there's that like sort a sort of sound. Yeah, there's a more commercialized 
metalcore sound, but they didn't exactly sound like that. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yes. like you said, I prevail. Uh, anybody on Rise, not anymore, but like when Rise first became a thing, like that whole wave of bands, like 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 there's tons of examples, but they they kind of did it their own way, man. That's that's kind of admirable. Another oh, yeah, thing man, I think I they're see slept like on. I can see like MMA fighters walking out to this or having it be on like a a, a fucking like like a fighting game or video you know a football video game or you know it's it's just that kind of a song. Yeah, you know that's, what I mean. Like, yeah. and it's a pretty you know sporting events and stuff. It's I don't know like it's that kind of vibe. Yeah, they. It was interesting. I don't remember if it was this or if it was Mad Season. It's because it was Terrence. It was Terrence's influence. They were talking about, you know, something that set these last two albums apart from the the first two, where they were a little more straightforward in their approach. Was talking about Terrence came from more of a punk background, so he was trying to meet. You know, he was trying to cross over to the metal side of what they did, and then vice versa. Alex was coming from the metal side, so he was crossing over to the punk side. And so what that was, was them meeting in the middle. And so that's why you got that distinct sense of melody because they were trying to implement more punk stuff into what they were doing. You know what I just thought of was pretty weird. For, it's it's kind of, because they have the song like Cold Summer. Mm -hmm. Um, On Thin Ice, they have, um, where is it? There's another one. It's like Into the Storm, I Am Winter. (laughs) <laughs> north strong yeah right because yeah. they're from yeah. canada you know grim yep. <laughs> they got um so the, you know they're from canada it's, you know the great white north and all that shit dude but man i'm telling you right now when i listen to this band this is this I, there's not a whole lot of bands that do like fucking metal of any kind that really give me like a summer vibe yeah these I got guys you. have yeah, yeah, a yeah. summer vibe dude like, yeah big time it's well said yeah it's the perfect stuff for like just summertime whatever it is you're fucking doing you need something a little more upbeat you know but like it's not an upbeat song it's not a song about something upbeat but you want this upbeat vibe on your fucking jam dude Mm -hmm. like this shit is it man like like seriously it's they have the bouncy parts you know (laughs) like and just I don't maybe it's the two stepping parts, man. Like you know, I don't know. It's it, you know they got some cool fucking stomp riffs, dude. Just you know, it's just do da do da do da. You know, cool breakdowns. I mean, nothing fucking world beating or anything like that, but just cool breakdowns. Like it's just real solid band all the way around. And then yeah. I mean, I would give raise your voice. Yeah, just just from the lyrics alone. Yeah. You know, raise your voice definitely an honorable mention and then just you know like i said i mean i would say you know yeah the whole album of fucking mad season but dude r.i.p is a fucking straight up rap song it's fucking cool as hell you know and then you got stuff like like the song mad season the song on her own the song drama those are all standouts on the fucking album to me mm-hmm. you know aside from the stuff that's in my list that i'm not really going to get into right now so I was just going to say, there's one I've heard um, you talk about in the past that I haven't heard you said yet, but that's because it's probably in your list. Yeah. So rock on. Dude. There's one on the, I, I was just listening to it. I want to say it starts today, but I'm not sure. But there was one that had a little bit of a, um, like that high lead guitar. The okay. Yes. 
Yeah, we're gonna and, get into that because they're, okay. they're, both of those are on my list. So okay, cool. Spoilers. Yeah, there was. I was just. I've just been listening to that first album like since we've been recording, and I'm just like, man, like that shit is really fucking cool. Ah, oh, it's so good, man. One thing I really loved about about the Ghosts Inside when when I first heard them was they were melodic, but not um, the music was melodic. Mm -hmm. Like Jonathan Vigil didn't fucking sing anything; it was all screaming. Mm -hmm. And it was the music that was doing the singing. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that was something I really loved about that band. That was something I was always trying to find more of that, dude. Like, yeah. So, and I mean, I found lots of it. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> you know, sure. Stick to your guns. Misery yep. signals. Fucking, you know, Shai Hulud. Shai Hulud. Old Toys in the Well. For the Fallen Dreams. It prevails. Yeah. That, this, whatever yeah, you want to call like, this, this is my shit. You know what I mean? This is my right, right. <laughs> favorite corner, dude. And we got We're gonna have Gre our buddy Greg on soon because he's kind of turned into that's oh, my yeah, shit dude, guy for too. Sure. Um, yeah, it's it's. I like that idea. And then if you can still make it do that, but then you have somebody singing against it, mm -hmm. you know, it's, and it's just now it's even double. It's, yeah. You know, people say like I get a lot of shit all like because I don't really care about lyrics and I mostly like fucking screaming. You know, like I don't really just like i don't hate clean singing i'm just super picky about it yeah for sure you know what i mean like i actually love clean singing especially if the person's really good mm -hmm. you know like and i really unless it's country i don't even give a fuck what kind of music it is man if you're a good singer i'm listening i'm down to listen to it yeah for sure you know and man like i just i really like a lot of these bands that uh you know they i really like it when someone sings against something that isn't normally what you would sing against yeah for you know sure. it's it's really cool it's just it's i'm the same way with screaming it's if you can scream over some part that you oh they you know like that was the thing with ghost inside was like oh he's screaming over this part that probably most bands that i know would be singing over this part mm -hmm. and he's that, not and it just yeah. totally works it's you know so it's like yeah dude like yeah it's i mean it's not fully my shit but i mean i like a lot of that stuff like they're the bands that i dislike it's because they had some scummy dudes in them. I, you know, there's some wow. allegations about heart and hand, which are a bummer. Cause I fucking loved heart and hand. Um, there's some other dudes. I sh shouldn't name too many names, but that one stands out particularly. It sucks. Heart and hand was awesome. And they were on the come up and then some shitty shit came about somebody in the band. And well, I will, I'll say this real quick too. Ollie Wilson has four demos up on uh, Ollie Wilson who used to be in heart and hand has four demos that were going to be the next. Uh, heart and hand album and they're better than anything heart and hand ever did in my opinion go search those out they are awesome well, let's get into it here so because i mean um, clearly we have time i haven't seen the fucking thing yeah, come no up. Shit. If, if we can't get to it before, before that i'll just cut the whole fucking thing out but yeah so have you listened to then because we're not going to do another ghost inside episode okay yeah. i'm just not gonna I, I like the episode as it is i wish we were better at doing it <laughs> back yeah then. i mean yeah but it's fine. So have you listened to the new album much? I listened to it once. Uh, I don't, I, so here's the thing about ghost inside. They're more of a song band to me than an album band. Like, like I've never like been like, okay, this whole thing through They even came out and said, we put a lot of filler on, um, dear youth, which was surprising to me. But then when I listened back, I was like, yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's like standout moments on the album, but actually as of right now, coming away, 
I'm still saying the one that sticks out to me most is Aftermath. There's like sure, one, yeah. uh, there's like one other one on there, maybe two, and it's uh, the ones where he's singing a lot that I could be like, okay, I could see those growing. Um, again, I'm though, just, man. Oops, sorry. Go I'm ahead. just curious. Does so when Dear Use came out, did you listen to it a lot? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like we discussed, my favorite song is um, Avalanche. And uh, the only other one that really stuck out to me, Dear Youth's an awesome song, but it wasn't something I like cling to. It was uh, Move Me, you know, the first two songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which they made a video for later that I never saw just because I never got around to it. It came out like way after the fact. Um, he even acknowledges the one, Vigil acknowledges the one that everybody still points to the most is Returners. Returners is like, uh, I, I if, if it's the one now I'm starting to think that for the fallen or uh, I almost said for the fallen dreams, Fury and the fallen ones. Eh, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But Fury and the fallen ones actually might have more songs on it that I that I'm like all about. I don't know, man. I'm just curious because I I've barely listened to it, and I can't help but think that it had something to do with what happened with Jim. Yeah, I mean that's a possibility. I've never been a dude, like, I've always been really good, but, you know, I separate artists from the art, right? Mm-hmm. I've always been like that. It's like, the, the way I see it, it's like, you know, how many dudes are fucking doing, you know, even frowned upon to, to totally shady, the whole spectrum. How many people yeah. are doing that that you don't know about? Yeah, that's definitely right? crossed my mind a lot. So, so the thing is, like, when I found out what he'd fucking said or whatever, you know, and then turns out that guy that fucking called him out. I mean, it's not like he's you know, oh, a yeah. fucking angel either. He no, got called no, out no. himself. Yeah. So, and and I wasn't at the point at that time. I wasn't going to be like, oh well, that you know exonerates fucking whatever. No, but yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not a fucking cancel guy. I'm more of a forgiveness guy. But when Jim came out and said like, I apologize then, I apologize now, you know, and they and then they came out with a statement. You know, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, wait yeah. a minute, you know, I yeah. mean, so I see everybody's side of like, okay, you can't have, look, here's the thing. I, I guess I side more with the people that are like, why didn't you fire him then? Yeah, exactly. There's, because, there's multiple facets about the whole thing. Yeah. They did say like, you know, oh, we, we heard about it, but we didn't know it was real. Well, plenty of people, you know, Jesse from fucking stick to your guns comes to mind. All of stick to your guns from the, what fuck, I understand. The entire stick to, yeah, dude, they all made statements on, but I mean, he was the first one to fucking say it, him and Martin. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I mean, dude, come on. If those dudes know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. If those I, dudes know, everybody knows. And it's like, dude. So my thing is like, if you didn't, if you had a problem with it, like you, you fire him then, right? Yeah. So it, it was a while ago. You've been with the dude a lot. You either know he changed or you didn't, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, if he hasn't changed, then why did you leave him in the band? And if he has changed, then why are you getting rid of him, right? Yeah. But then he came out and fucking said something along the lines that made it seem like he went to them and said, like, you know, hey, maybe I should leave the band. That's what the impression that I got because he was the behind-the-scenes guy too, you know what I mean? Right. I don't think we're going to know the full story. We don't Probably know the full story not. about a lot of things, and so I've just got to respect what happened for the time being. Um, it sucks because I think for the first time, like, my confliction is actually keeping me from really just fully diving into the album. Now, oh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I've listened to the album several times. Yeah. It's just when Dear Youth came out, I, I mean, dude, that was, what, two years after fucking 
Uh, get what you give? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they I were mean, on that two-year-old. Yeah, I was like stoked as fuck. I was like, boom, I was all over that album for fucking months after it fucking came out. I was like, all I'd fucking listen to, you know, the handful of rotation, right? Mm-hmm. And then, dude, the accident, they're my favorite band. The, the fucking comeback. And then they finally put out their album, and I'm not listening to it every single day. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, I don't understand that other than the fact that maybe for some reason something that they did or the whole situation kind of soured me in some sort of way. I, I think that's where a lot of people are at. It's like, obviously, they're bummed about what the initial incident was, but they're also bummed about how it was handled, maybe. Um, right, so here's what I'm going to fucking say on that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a problem with what they did or having a problem with what he did or having a problem with what all of them did and still listening to the album yeah there's nothing wrong with that here's the thing though if you're going to be posting that fucking album or you in a ghost inside t-shirt or making comments you're just gonna have to get ready to either a ignore it or b entertain it because it's gonna be there yeah exactly and that goes with any number of bands like fucking that, as they lay dying as they lay dying uh there was another one recent. oh fucking eh we'll save that for another episode that's a whole thing and it's and it's nothing big it's just musical differences really that's i, I shouldn't even put what i was going to say out there because that's not even the same realm <laughs> although like yeah. but like but no like controversies no no new thing right it's just no, like how I'm, it's approached is different and that's the thing is like i I kind of am the opposite of you in a way where I, you know, it, well, it's like, I don't automatically say I'm not listening to everything anymore, but I'm like, well, what did they do specifically? You know what I mean? It's a case by case thing. Right. And I, and based on some of the horrific fucking things over the years, I've gotten really good at completely emotionally dropping whatever ties I had before with something. You know what I mean? Just because shit's gotten so bad, like in some instances, you know what I mean? And then like, and that's the thing. It's like, People say like, oh, well, when you listen to him, you're supporting him. It's like, okay, first of all, you're, if you're not buying the shirts, if you're not buying the 18 different fucking tie-dye records, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, for like sure. people do of the same fucking band or whatever, if you're not going to their shows, that's how you don't support a band. Mm-hmm. Because you're you listening to that album a couple times isn't going to make them a whole shitload of money on Spotify. Yeah. You're safe there. You can listen to the album. Like I said, and you can listen to something from someone you don't like. Mm -hmm. I'd still listen to Kanye West quite a bit. I can't stand the guy. (laughs) I really cannot stand the dude. I fucking hate Kanye West, dude, as a human being. Yep. But like, but I like his jams, dude. Do you like the poopity scoop song? No. Okay, yeah, I was I mean, going to say. But like, you know, I'm all, I, I, I wouldn't wear a fucking Kanye West shirt. I'm not going to be posting about, Con- like, fuck yeah, jam a Kanye West today. Because one, I don't want to fucking hear it. And two, I just don't want to have to fucking deal with the idea of some idiot thinking like, oh, well, you listen to the music, you like them oh, as people. Man. Right? I mean, that's that, because that's the general consensus is if you like the music, you like them as people. I could, I don't know who any of these guys are. Yeah, give me. I've never one met sec. any of the. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've, met, I've met very few musicians that I listen to. Yeah, sorry. Give you me know one what I mean? sec, dude. SD just sent me a message that's fucking a big bummer. 
Oh, what do you say? Fucking Black Panther died. What do you mean Black the, Panther the, died? The actor guy died. Fuck. Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. It says he was battling cancer for four not years. Not Boseman. What is it? Chadwick? No, that's it. It is. It's Boseman. Is it? Yeah. I, I had my phone open because I've been no looking at my way. list. Dude, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. He had, he had cancer though. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Nobody knew Dio had cancer. Nobody knew Charlie Murphy right. had cancer. Like they, you know, fuck, dude. Ugh. Why did I have my phone open? Uh, wow, I also didn't know he was forty three. Yeah, nor I. Holy fucking shit, hell, dude. man! Fucking R.I.P.D. Man. Ugh. that sucks. Fuck. Yeah, hell. I've only ever really seen him. I, I guess I've seen him in a couple other things, but. He's a really good actor. I like that guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Sorry. How yeah. do we get back on track? That's rough. Uh, I can't help but notice that our thing still hasn't come up. I know, right? Should we just go into the list? Yeah, fuck it. Um, do we want to cap off that last thing? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail that. Oh, I no, just, you're good. Uh, Fucking RIPD Black Panther, man. Yeah, Chadwick man. Boseman. Yep. Fucking total bummer. Um, No, like... What I'm what I'm gonna say is like if you choose not to fucking listen to a band because you're disgusted with what something that they did, on a, there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with still listening to a band after somebody that in the band did something disgusting that you don't like. Mm-hmm. It depends on what level it is and how you are, right? Yeah, exactly. But just because you're listening to a band doesn't mean you you know you love them as human beings. Mm. it's it's not a personal thing i know everybody wants to make music personal because the emotions and the feelings blah 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 it's not personal unless you know them personally it's not personal dude you literally only know their music yeah so my thing is this man like and i know yes everybody talks you know cancel culture this you know it's like however you feel about that you know some people been like that forever Mm mm-hmm like literally like fucking since 1900, you know, 1800s, all through time, you fuck up one time, they're done and they don't give a fuck. Right. That's, that's, it's not anything new, man. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I say you have canceled, cancel type people and you have forgiveness type people. Mm-hmm. I'm usually a forgiveness type person. That's yeah. the side I lean to. doesn't mean I forgive every fucking buddy. Yeah. Some people need to be canceled. Like- well, there's some things dude, that I just cannot forgive. Yeah. You know, it's like there's some things that I will not support you even if it's something as simple as listening to a fucking song. Like if you use certain things, I'm like, no, I'm never listening to that again. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless, it would be hard if it was something that's like just legit, like my favorite shit. Mm-hmm. That would be a little more difficult. I probably have to fucking think about that. But again, here's the other thing. Not everything has to be binary, dude. So it's like you don't have to fucking, it's not yes or no. It's not black or white. You can take these things as as on a case by case thing, and this goes for actors and you know whatever athletes um all that sort of thing you you it's case by case right mm-hmm. it's like am I okay with listening to this person's song? Guess what if you're okay, it doesn't matter if anybody else is yeah, exactly you don't have to explain why you're listening to something you mm-hmm. don't have to explain why you like shit you're a, you know especially if you're a fucking adult, you don't actually have to answer to anybody true. You know what I mean? So just, you know, yeah. And I mean, again, that situation was, it's weird. Yes. You know, I still, I'm still like, again, I'm still on the fence about like how exactly 
it's just like, oh man, like that fucking sucks. I see their side. I see this side. I see that side, you know, and it's not like he's against what they did. No, yeah. You know what I mean? He's probably the one person that isn't, you know, there's like, like uh, some hour and a half conversation he put on Instagram with some guy. Uh, really? I'll have, yeah, I'll have, it was like right after it happened. I I'm trying to figure out I'll how I would even, out. yeah, I, I, I don't even know if it was on his page. Well, yeah, he's still pushing that defiance podcast, the four part deal. Like, I mean, he's very uh, still, he's the still documentary. Push, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. it's the podcast. Is it a podcast? I thought it was a video thing for some reason. It might be video. I haven't checked I mean, it out. But yet. it's on. It's a puck. It's in podcast form too. Okay. So I still have a list too. I'm waiting for all four of them to come out. But yeah. he's still pretty like actively stoking that ghost inside fire. Like you know, and who knows, man? Maybe fucking year or two from now they fucking bring him back. I don't know. Like whatever. Yeah. But it's I mean, just a it's weird still. Time right it's now. amazing seeing the comments, man. It's just like. Man, it's pretty fucking divided, but that's yeah. how things go. You know, it's like whatever. I've had like to said, just stop looking at comments for anything yeah, in general recently. I don't, dude. Even I if don't it's something I agree comments. with, you know what I mean? Like I have to be, well, the approach a, is pretty harsh. You know what? There's a reason why they made it so that you can comment on something without having to go to the comments. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah, a reason yeah, yeah. why they did that. So yeah, it's just weird times with weird shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Pretty much, you know uh, what I mean. Like, yeah. fuck, dude. So moving on to happier pastures again. SoundCloud, Ollie Wilson. Check out his four unreleased demos. They are fucking awesome. They're all instrumentals. Fuck I, yeah, yeah. Um, also, okay. this episode is brought to you by literally any box fan. Yeah, for real. Okay, so I got I got one of those little <laughs> Just, column fans right now. I got one of oh, those best fans. I got a ceiling <laughs> yeah. fan. And I got one of those tiny ass little um Well it's way warmer where you're at. Yes. And like I close my window. <laughs> I guarantee as soon as I open that window, it's gonna be a very different story. Dude, fuck that. It's Friday night, man. You're allowed to be loud until ten thirty, dude. Yeah, we're not we're you know, yeah, not too much longer for yeah, this world. We're yeah. Brought to you by any box fan. Shout out a. fans, man. fucking hell only fans that's what that means right right dude right oh man yeah uh (laughs) anyways where were we all right you want to start it off with number five (laughs) yeah dude only fans fucking nice dude so this is the only one i have off of balance just because i mean i like a lot of songs but man there's smoke signals i just really fucking love um it's got the fucking little like the little high lead guitar part yeah almost a la parkway drive yeah they they decided that's kind of what drive reminds me of at the start of it so yeah but i mean excuse me like it's uh hits the big hanging chords during the verse during the little harmony gang i guess bridge part mm-hmm. um but the drums are you know and then full-on just glorious big fucking chords with that fucking like that high guitar shit going over top of it you know and then like it's so fucking cool dude it just goes like and dude all of that fucking chorus is sung i'm listening to it now Mm-hmm. <clears throat> definitely two harmonies but there's at least two other voices in there 
Yeah, for sure. Like, again, it's a gang fucking chorus with harmonies. Like, it's so fucking cool, dude. Hyper fucking catchy, but very guitar catchy. Mm -hmm. You know, not sequencer, you know, like no keyboard, nothing like that. You know, and then the second verse, like the guitar hits one time, hangs, and it's just the bass and the drums, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, and then it goes right into the fucking bounce, bounce, out, bounce, out, bounce, out, bounce, out. And that's why I say it's that gent sound. It's not like a chon, 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 chon. It's more like a fucking bounce, bounce, out, bounce, out, like the single string. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how too, how low they tune. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't it doesn't either. seem like it's too low. But then right yeah. after that, that's when they hit that fucking chon, 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 chon. So, I mean, sick little breakdown has a little, I think it's like a lo fi filter. Oh yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where it's got that kind of busted speakery <laughs> effect. Yeah. Yeah, and then it fucking comes in. So then it drums back right back in, right into the catchy, right into the chorus. Super fucking simple. And you're already, at, I mean, dude, three eighteen, and you're out. Mm-hmm. Like, again, if you're writing radio shit and you write radio shit good, I'm fucking fully down for it. Yeah. But make it fucking radio. It's it, make it catchy. And make it short-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, like, I see, you know, you, you, you hear it. it. It doesn't fuck around with a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. basically like, here's the fucking hook. You know, here's the rest of the song. And then, boom, you know what? Quick breakdown. We're out. It, it's, it's like watching a 90-minute action flick, right? It's not the two and a half hour epic fucking holy fuck. Like, why does there have to be so much story in this thing? Or why are, you know, by the time you get to halfway, you know, halfway through the movie, you're already over every fight scene because it's all it's been. Yeah. You're, you've got fight fatigue or whatever. There's no song fatigue here. There's no harmony fatigue here. Melody fatigue. It's just fucking boom, boom, boom. You're out. Love it. What's your number five? <laughs> well said. Uh, my number five, I'm going with Get Real off of uh, Youngblood. That was the second single I believe they released. So Scott Vogel just sounds awesome in general. Did you listen to that new um, Buried Alive EP? I haven't. Not it's yet. really good. I didn't know the last two songs are just remastered versions of a, another one off of a split, but the, the first two are awesome. It's cool to see you all those guys pushing 50 and kicking so much ass still. Um, <laughs> but like Scott Vogel in general, man, just fucking – his voice mixed with Alex's is so awesome, dude. Like they, they bounce off each other real well. It's awesome that they got him to come and do the video as well. Um, and so that being the second single they released, that, that was, it's more melodic than, than Live and Learn. So I was like, oh, okay. Because like the verses are hard as hell, dude, especially that, that first one. Um, it kills live, dude. It's, uh, it's just so sick. And especially like when they were first coming out, their first initial thing they when they asked to describe their band they said um it was like hate breed meets parkway drive or ghost inside meets barrier dead in 2012 if you think about where those bands were at in 2012 and um i'd say that's pretty accurate the other joke description was pantera meets celine dion because they're french canadian Funny. I like By the, the way, fucking, like the high guitar, yeah, shit, yeah. like through the, like the chorus. 
piece or whatever. Yeah, I think that was a more accurate dis- depiction you know, of like what they are than than Live and Learn really even because like Live and Learn's very got very minimal amount of melody, you know. Um, fucking, oh, it's just such a fun ass hard ass song, dude. I uh, it's awesome. <laughs> if if they, that's a pretty good intro track if you're first getting into them right there, especially if you're a fan of Terror, Buried Alive, Despair world be free any of the stuff that he does um also speaking in which of the pantera joke is a shout out there their cover of a new level dude it's really good and it's only on youtube or whatever but it's awesome uh let's see and okay another point i will say didn't really get a chance to talk about the the vocal evolution of alex because we'll get to that but like right here again floor level young blood era He's just doing what he does in Despised, where it's just hard as hard can be the entire fucking time, dude. In English and in French, sounding awesome. Uh, where he goes from here, we'll get into that in a sec. What's your number four? Dude, mine has the fucking... Dude, it's hard to say, but Les Temps en two. Mm-hmm. It actually means times are hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Off of fucking Mad Season, dude. Yep. Like, oh fuck, yeah. that drops out and he's. Yeah, I was gonna say even the even the oh, melodic line. So good, dude. Fuck. Yeah. I fucking love this song, man. Goddamn, like. And again, it's right on par with like that Parkway Drive, old kill switch engage, like uh, unearthed, you know, yeah. with the little. Yeah, that was still. It's still got that, you know, the ghost side does that with test limits. The, you know, misery signals does it like, you know what I mean? Like, um, a data, like it's just that thing where it's like, you're fucking really melodic with like part of the guitar, but then everything else is fucking just still like just fucking hardcore. Yep. Very fucking cool song. Yeah, man. That, that, that is a sick one. Even in French, his, his melodies sound awesome. Oh yeah. Dude. Good on him, man. And it's just one of those ones where I could just like, you know, just like Beavis and Butthead, that little part, like just over and over and over. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it is like test the limits where it's got that fucking banana. Like you could just sit there and do that over and over and over. Like, uh, what do you call them? Earworms. You call yeah. them earworms. Yeah. It's, it's one of those do for sure. Um, listening to some of the stuff though, I've have noticed because I just listened to Get Real. It's the same thing as like Fury and the Fallen ones to Returners to Get What You Give. Yeah. Oddly enough, the production just slowly gets more and more compressed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it, the first one's uh, Young Blood seems a lot louder. Yeah. You know, it's sure. just it's just it's just because it's more raw. Like mm-hmm. you know, you keep it a little bit more raw. Um, you know, but then the fucking in attempts on doing like the whoa, like in the fucking little breakdown thing towards the end, like yeah, oh man, like it's so fucking awesome, dude. And this is another one, man. It's three thirty four. Like I fucking love the lengths of these songs. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, like they just don't fuck around. Sometimes you know, those like, even when they have it long. Yeah, well, even they, like. Uh, there's a lot of fucking bands that have like long songs, but it's like the intro is super long. The actual song isn't even that long. Right. You know what I mean? They just do a huge build up intro or a big outro or, 
like they just they're very um economical with the songwriting it's yeah there's sure. no fat in the songs because like there's nothing that was oh i would take this part out or i would take this part out or there's no need for any of that because it's just like dude it's very fucking to the point man let's boom here's the fucking song and we're out yeah you know so another fucking you know another reason for a fucking thumbs up on that mm-hmm. what is your number four my number four is off of salvation and it's their biggest song it's raise your voice man oh nice yeah yeah so it's like when you know upon first hearing it it came out around the same time as uh, avalanche by ghost inside and i just remember that weekend like just on repeat those two songs back to back nothing else uh very hand in hand and i remember like like it being like okay they've kind of refined their sound and then when he does the more melodic take in the chorus i was like oh okay and then also of note, yeah, so in, in Young Blood, he's pretty much doing exactly what he does in Despised Icon, where it's like 11, 100% of the time. This one. Two step is strong with this one. Oh, yeah. And this, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, this one, um, he does kind of, it, like, it's still in there, and like, like, but it's like punctuated parts where it's like really punching up whatever he's saying. The rest of the time, he's doing this, like, I want to say mad ball, kind of talk this thing you know what i mean that was a horrible right, yeah. example but you know what i'm saying right like it was like kind of just a more not even shouty just like a, you know aggressive talking almost kind of that style um and he went way more that direction as time went on so it was cool that you know in addition to the melodic stuff kind of even altering his harsh vocals to make it more distinguished in, in obey the brave again which makes me wonder how he would have continued on to the fifth album that was supposed to be closer to young blood but dude a lot of their shit is sing-along. I remember it going, oh, man, I don't really know the stuff off Mad Season that well when I saw them last. And then it turned out, oh, wait, no, I do. It's, it was like this evening. It was like, oh, shit, I know this way more than I thought I do. You know what I mean? They, are, they were so good at writing catchy shit. You know, whereas, again, as despised, a lot of it is just like, if it's not catchy, it's just brutal. You know what I mean? So, like, two bands serving two different functions, and I always appreciate that. It's like Brendan from counterparts also has end so you can kind of you know do the polar opposite thing on there too not that counterparts doesn't have heavier songs too but like obviously they're focusing on the more melodic stuff so i love when bands like okay i can do i have this one thing so i can do the polar opposite now uh so to see obey the brave really become its own thing as it went along because again like as we said you know they started off as kind of canadian ghost inside with like maybe a little more flair in the metal department, but then they like really grew into their own thing as time went on. Um, and this was the big initial step, you know what I mean? Like, like raise your voice is fucking anthemic as hell, dude. And they, they closed with that ever since. And it's just, it's epic, man. God, I wish I could see them again. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah. yeah awesome. I seeing them, that's for sure. Uh, pretty sure there's a video. I know there's a video. They made so many goddamn videos just because they were friends with so many videographers, man, and they turned out fun. We're gonna we're gonna get into one that I think is is kind of funny just because of borderline how stereotypical Canadian they get in a for one part. Maybe just to me, but we'll see. Uh, what's your number three? Mine is Thin Ice on Thin Ice. Sorry. It's the first song on Mad Season. Mm-hmm. I just I love how it's got the little slight intro, and then all of a sudden it's like game on. You know, like yeah, fucking, yeah, uh, yeah. 
like uh, was it Wayne and Garth dude playing hockey in the Game street, on! you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. But it's like you have this uh it's more staccato like through the through the verse or whatever. Yeah. And then that's when it like it, you know, it builds up to the and then all of a sudden it just goes to this fucking like a fucking just a stomp and just fucking like oh just fucking totally fucking opens it like um like not quite halftime just and it just makes it it's a, it's just a fucking headbanger dude like big time mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and then fucking that fucking chorus of like if this is your dream why is it a nightmare yeah yeah like oh dude like again it's not a like i don't think it's a happy lyrical song well so what i forgot to mention about mad season is a lot of uh a lot of the lyrics on that are about all the shitty stuff they went through right before that with a day to remember dude splitting with with the full album already made with you know getting hosed by some of their by by that promoter dude in asia like like this is definitely a very venting album about very specific things so you catch a lot of that in the lyrics for sure. You know, what's the other song after that? The on our own, we're better on our own kind of vibe, you know? Oh yeah, dude. It's like thought this was your dream. Then why is it a nightmare? Yeah. You know, we're past the point of just playing nice. You should have known old friend. You were on thin. I, so I don't even know. I, I didn't even know they said you should have known old friend. Yeah. I always just thought they say you should have known you were on thin. ice. like, but yeah, it's all like, okay, then what the fuck did you expect? We all warned you. Was it worth losing your place? Like, mm-hmm. and clearly they're pretty pissed at somebody. Yeah. yeah. It's like, goodbye, old friend. But if you listen to the song, like the vibe of the song, it's the total opposite of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is just something I just love about this. Maybe it is. The, see, that's why I love this album so much. The, the musical tone is juxtaposed by the fucking kind of like tone of the lyrics mm-hmm. you know and again i'm not the lyrics guy but i mean i do fuck if i can if i can tell what you're fucking saying well yeah like fuck you know but i mean i've never looked up most of the lyrics to their songs but i mean you can pretty much catch what he's fucking saying anyway you know what i mean like yeah you know i honestly i always wondered that's what i'm saying like i had no idea it was like all the vocals were just him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, as far as like, you know, aside from any guest spot or whatever. Yeah. I, I think that's fucking sick. Cause like, it's always cool when you can, you know, like, uh, you know, it's just a fucking screamer, like rougher style vocals. And then you hear them singing. They're actually really good. Like, yeah, it's, it's I, he's always, underrated in that department too. Dude. Always like, cool, dude. That's gnarly. He is. He's a very underrated vocalist, dude. Yeah, and he said he was ready to catch so much shit for all the melodic stuff, and it more or less never came. So, like, get on him. Fucking A, dude. But, yeah, I like how that at the end, you know, the last chorus or the chorus towards the end, you know, like the drum beat completely changes. It's, like, fully dropped out. Mm -hmm. So it really opens up a lot of space. Kind of like that breakdown at the end of In the Arms of Perdition. Yeah. Uh, by despised icon, you know where, you know, and there's just that big emptiness to it. Yeah, kind of like that with with the with the chorus, and it makes it really just sound huge. 
Uh, very cool fucking song. Like, again, this was I, I, when I, it's the first album of theirs I heard, and this was the first song I heard because I just went through the whole fucking thing, and it really caught me right off the bat. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, this is something I want to keep listening to. And, you know, another thing I like about this album, there's a lot of different shit going on on this album. Yep. Like, style-wise. You know what I mean? Like, again, it's not just the rap song. I mean, they have, like, that song low-key. Like, it's like a minute 39 of just fucking hardcore. Mm-hmm. There's one song on there where they really bring it in the chorus with the woes. Again, they, they brought that more the more time went on. But like, there's one song that like the woes are a big part in the chorus. Dude, drama starts off with like, whoa, whoa. Well, yeah, that there's that, yeah. almost like bring me the horizon type shit. Like, yeah, yeah, drama starts off with that. You know, the gang, the gang woes. Yeah, <laughs> that's Again. they they amped up the misfits and they went gang woes. Yeah, man, they they yeah. definitely tried to make the woes a big part <laughs> yeah, of their thing. I think they even said that probably came from Pennywise or something. That was that was the big Pennywise. Could have. In the day, yeah. I mean, I'm not super familiar with Pennywise, but I mean, you've I'm, heard Brohem. You're you're good to go. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. That's I don't what, know many people that haven't heard that. That was our high school football's um, entrance team or whatever or entrance song, no whatever you want to call that. Yeah, God, that's awesome. Yeah, like like in the in the senior class, then it was Hell's Bells forever and ever and ever like we had some cool even that's shit. cooler than what we like we had like some whack-ass fucking band high school band songs uh, okay dumb. yeah my brother thought it'd be cool to have slayer for one night and then uh then when he realized like the lyrics might be offensive to some people he decided that it probably wasn't the best idea but they did it once that was fun um but yeah man like like again like mad season for a number of reasons is a big turning point for them uh, whether or not people jumped off, I think it. The, the I'm having probably more a of, thing like where one you know for every person that jumped off, two jumped on. Yeah, and I'm having now that we're you know we're having this discussion, uh, my appreciation for Mad Season at the very least is growing. You know what I mean? Like nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a really solid album, man. Like yeah. That's a bummer that they a lot of people slept on him after this, but they had a, a following still. That's cool. Um, right. I guess on to that Let's note. see. What's number three for you? Yeah, so we kind of talked about this earlier, but it starts today, dude. The first, in my opinion, real song on, on Youngblood, because I, I think Lifestyle, I think it's called, is kind of a... Yeah, one of those long intro songs. Yeah, which they absolutely treated like its own song. It had its own video and everything, and they played it, you know. And that was, it was fun seeing them come out to that, you know. Um. But yeah, dude, it starts today. That that was like when I was really holy shit. Because like for the longest time, they had those two songs out, and then they got put on an EP. Uh, Get real and um, live and learn were just on their own for a minute. Got released as an EP on Good Fight because they didn't have a label yet. And then once that picked up enough steam, uh, they uh, Epitaph picked up the rest of the record. And then once um, once it starts today came out, I was like, whoa, because like. I didn't realize they were getting that melodic, you know what I mean? But I was all about it. That that's my shit. Like I was like, "Oh, it's this kind of band." And I feel like that's a better representation of the rest of the album compared to those two songs even, you know. I I really right, Here we go that again. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's this is the one I was listening. Yeah, yeah. sick as and, fuck, dude. And even the way they repurpose that lead line at the end in a completely different way, where it kind of breaks down. It's not a breakdown, but it breaks down like proper, you know, like fucking. Oh yeah. Anyway, so this is the video I was talking about because it's them doing you know stuff out on some farm in Canada. And I'm pretty sure somebody's chopping wood in the back and it was with, with flannel on. Are you I, like, I, I Dude, think this is this. If I would have heard this in 2012, like I would have loved this. Yeah, I think that's when I first heard Ghosts of the Side. So I can see that because that would have been the year of um, like what you give. Was, yeah, that was that was when I had first heard the Returners. Because mm-hmm. get what you give was out when I heard the Returners, right? Or it was barely out. That's yeah. when I also heard um, that for the Fallen Dreams album that I love, Backburner. Yeah, that was right when I was kind of getting into this whole. I was getting into more melodic fucking stuff mm-hmm. after being so fucking far into at the time, you know, not much melodic stuff. I mean, right. And I was just really starting to get it. Uh, Miss May is another one at heart like that album forget about it like it's awesome and that's when i heard it was yeah. right around that time 2012 2013 right i've still never there. heard old miss may i still got to give that Ooh, a shot man i, I only heard an episode on them yeah i only heard whatever was the most recent thing in 2015 because that's when they would have toured with parkway oh right on yeah like it's it, it was right around that time i mean that's when i started listening to parkway drive mm-hmm. was 2012 like it's 2000 like the end of 2012 right yeah 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 okay you know and it was just like i was just kind of looking for that thing and honestly you know truth be told that's when i was splitting up with my son's mom Uh, that might be why i was looking for that that melody i was looking to get something emotionally from music right you know and so i started finding more of these kinds of bands had i fucking heard this i'd have been fucking all over it dude and i still am i fucking i mean clearly i need to listen to more young blood for sure yeah, man. That that's the I one. I just didn't. I just didn't get around to it so much because I was kind of yeah. stuck on like really listening to Salvation this week. Because I was like, damn, like this is a good fucking album, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, dude, sick shit. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like I can't. It's like I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Mad Season is an album that I can listen back to front. I just don't intend to at the beginning. You know what I mean? Cause I always, it's like it towards the, Oh yeah, I forget how good this is. You know what I mean? Or if you don't forget, you need a reminder or whatever. Young right. blood. I'm always just like, I can easily do that back to front multiple times. Um, and again, comparing to ghost inside, that's something I can't do as much, dude. Like, like even the, my favorite ghost inside records, I'm still like, ah, oh, there's a few I could skip, but like young blood back to front dude slams for me. Um, and Oh, wait. No, no, no. Okay. I don't want to jump into the next one just yet, but it is also off Youngblood. Uh, so what is your number two? All right. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Deja just found out about Chadwick. Yeah. I, oh, dude, I'm getting so many messages everywhere. I see Travis and uh, I think Esty, somebody. Oh, no, no, no. My buddy Isaac. I'll, I'll, like, it's in the stories now. We're, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to have to get back to a lot of people after this, but no matter. Yeah, that fucking sucks, dude. We'll, we'll definitely give an RIP proper at the end. Oh, yeah, dude. So my, my number two is full circle off Salvation, dude. That fucking, right on. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. And then the fucking whoa, whoa. Like, oh, man. 
man, it's so fucking good, dude. Like, and it's, you know, standard riffs, you know, just, you know, those, those kind of those standard um, hardcore style riffs. They do get into a little bit of like a, like a strut, <laughs> strut beat, you know? Yeah. Like kind of like how they do on, uh, on thin ice, like, Maybe not as stompy, but man, this one is all about this fucking chorus, dude. Like, ah, uh, it's just like it's fucking awesome, dude. Like, yeah, that's another one. That's the that's the one where they really up the woes and they kind of set that template for the rest yeah, of their career. Yeah, dude, for but sure. That's also one they released as a single first before it was even on the album. They 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 did that. Oh, really? In advance, yeah. And then they included that it's a good on move. the album. Yeah, it's but, it's to me, in my opinion, it's the catchiest thing on the album. Yeah, I could see I, that. I know Raise Your Voice is the biggest song on the album, but this one is the catchiest thing on the album for sure. Even Lone Wolf, the other one that I like really like, it's catchy but not in the same way, and it's like kind of broken up because the chorus, there's not really much to it except it's woes and like a couple words, and then like the rest of the, the melodies really in the verses and whatnot. Lone and Wolf again, is more of a misfits woe. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just got the big whoa. Yeah. You know, like, and it's 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 not it's not not so much of a gang woe as it just has a little bit of reverb on it where like full circles like you know that's another like, just a fucking straight up gang woe yeah but fucking, you know, it's oh, fuck and it, yeah it's hyper catchy dude yeah and full circles another one that was a big live staple that was you know you want to talk about hearing the woes live man that was awesome that that really got oh yeah out. and this was one where it was like i think i heard this one last year maybe the year before maybe the end of 2018 i i haven't heard the song a million times i've you know pretty recent but i mean right off the bat dude it's just like fuck yeah dude like yeah this is awesome and this is another thing if i had heard this album the same time i heard fucking dear youth mm -hmm. like again it would have been something where like i would have been waiting for mad season to come out yeah yeah for sure you know what i mean like but i like mad season stumbled into my fucking lap because i wasn't waiting for it because i didn't hear this stuff yeah you know yeah. what it's it's further that point about it being released way in advance of the album i remember when i did see them for the first time in 2013 and all it was was full circle and um and young blood stuff that's because full circle coming out early you know raise your voice wasn't even previewed for the new album yet like because that was the following year so like even having seen them for the first time when that album wasn't out Full Circle was already a staple in their shows. That's pretty gnarly. Damn, dude, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I mean, Avalanche for Ghost Inside came out long before the album came out. Like, it was quite a ways. But that was, like, the big thing. Well, now it's like, let's just release half the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, okay, so I want to get into that because we still got to do, a, a like, an Acacia Strain dude, Redux of yeah, sorts. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do a redo on that one. Because that one, that that's a thing I want to get into is how they release that, especially now that I'm, like, on a first-name basis with Vincent and I'm constantly just, like, any little question I have, I'll just be like, hey, man, what's this? Hey, where'd this come from? And, like, ah, Vincent's the fucking best, dude. Right before this, are you uh, – let's get to it afterwards. I'll, I don't want to take up too much time in this episode. But just remind me afterwards, Vincent fucking stream story. Um, anything else you want to add on full circle? No, good. Right. 
Let me do one thing. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Okay. So, yeah, we were talking about It Starts Today. The song that leads into that I like even more, dude, which is it's uh, Self Bane, which is basically just part two of the same song. Oh, you and mean like, the song that it leads into? Cause... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, fucking track three or whatever. Like, like yeah. it's like almost just a different version of the same song. It's like even more melodic. There's even more guitar leady stuff in there. This is the song with Liam from Cancer Bats. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah, because like Cancer Bats is a cool band and like he's a good singer. But when you take his voice out of the context of that band and put it to something else, it takes on a whole new thing. You know what I mean? It's like early on and every time I die, because this is a gross generalization, but like to a degree, you could say Cancer Bats is basically Canadian every time I die. But like... <laughs> But like, you know, cause like that was the funny, that was the thing like early on was like, Oh, every time I die is the funny band. But like when you heard him do that, that, you know, this is pre uh, gutter phenomenon in 2005 when you heard Keith's voice, uh, cause he did, uh, he came up and did a quick guest line with unearth on zombie autopilot in 2005 when they were on sounds of the underground. It's like, Oh nice. man, when you hear his voice in a totally different context, that's kind of cool. You know? Uh, so Liam from Cancer Bats adds a, a little cool little flavor to that. That's kind of its own thing, and like yeah, it's just a it's just a energetic ass melodic song. It's like I really don't know how to other how else to phrase it except that it's like another version of It Starts Today, but like even more melodic and guitar ee. I I don't know how else to phrase it. It's just a sick song, man. And that ended up being my favorite off of Young Blood. Um. And there's no video for it. It's kind of slept on in that. Yeah, regard. it's pretty good. I, I don't. It. I don't even know if I saw them play it live ever. I think that's when I noticed like the high guitars was when I, I think I was listening to the some song on the end of Salvation and it automatically went to the Youngblood stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just okay. in the background, all of a sudden, I could hear these higher guitars, and I was like, "Damn, dude!" Yeah, again, they're cool. not. They're so, not. Yeah, it would have been these two songs. I think. Yeah, they're not on those. They're not on the big singles, man. Except for again, it starts today. But even then, like the guitar hype stuff goes way more on on this song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck, man, I love this album. Oh, I'm so bummed they were gonna do another album like this, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have another point about that, but I'll save that for number one. Uh, what is your number one? Okay, mine. It's gonna be weird. I can see, like, it's just, it's purely lyrical. I mean, the music's cool, too. It's got this fucking, like, in the fucking verse or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's 97 again, dude. Yep, that's the one I was waiting for. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. you've talked fucking, about- Another day, another day. Remember how we used to be. Another day, another day, another distant memory. And then it's got the gang shit. So take me yep. back, back, back. Take me back, back, back. But the only gang on the back, back, back part, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Because it's almost like a, it's almost like they're, like, they have a hype man, except it's hype people because it's like the gangs on that shit you know but take me back 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 right to where it all began so take me back to 97 once again i don't know how old they are but i'm cool with going 97 again i'm cool with going 87 again mm-hmm. 77 and i was three but whatever yeah i was gonna say 87 matter. i was too so <laughs> which yeah, oddly enough I, mean, I can remember parts of 
Really? Yeah, it's wacky, dude. Story for another time, I guess. But yeah, it's kind of cool because he's kind of rapping in it. He goes, stuck in the past, I'll admit it. Yeah. I'll admit it. Yeah. Grew up so fast, even though it's been a minute. Like, it's cool. It's got this fucking, like, straight. It's got a 97 vibe to it. Yep. But they didn't have music like this in 97. Yeah, for sure. It's, it just has these 97 elements in it. And they took those elements of 97 stuff and put it in their shit. And it's just fucking, I just think it's cool as fuck that they did that. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, pure nostalgia. I'd be a fucking straight up liar if I didn't fucking tell you, man. Like, it would be cool to just go back and just be a kid again. Oh, especially right now, Anybody who's over 40 that tells you that they wouldn't fucking, you know, it's not, they wouldn't, not jump at the chance, but they wouldn't entertain. Like, dude, they're full of shit. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing you, one thing everybody learns when they hit forty years old, dude. Time is a factor. Time is the most valuable thing on this planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in my thirties, I feel like that. Yeah. So I could imagine. Yeah, some you know. people hit them quicker. Yeah, and I mean, I guess some people might hit them later, but like yeah. usually, right around some time, someone turns fucking forty years old, dude. It just hits you all of a sudden. You go, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. So yeah, so yeah, and it's not like I want to do. I don't want to be young and dumb again, but it's just the nostalgia of being young and carefree a little bit. You know, you don't, yeah, oh, what's that sure. fucking 21 pilots song, man? The fucking ah, I turn back time. It's like, you know, like, yeah, there's a reason that song was huge, dude. Everybody wishes they could go back to where you we didn't have any fucking bills. Yeah. You know, I, all I know is wasn't a, so the world didn't seem so fucked. Yeah, yeah. The you worst know, thing. Even though the president, it was just as fucked. Yeah. I mean, it was just as fucked. I mean, let's be real, dude. Like everybody's thought the world was fucked. It just depends on how old you are when it's happening, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's that carefree thing. You were younger. You didn't give a shit about half the fucking shit that you, you give a shit about now. And yeah. the reason you care about it now is because time's a fucking factor. Mm-hmm. That's why you care about it now. So. Yeah. Yeah, dude, when you can when you can give me a fucking song that hits me in the fucking in especially in the nostalgia feels. Yeah. Fucking forget about it. I'm gonna love that fucking song. Top it all off, you make it fucking catchy like this shit. Yeah. Exactly, from the, yeah. from that another day, another day part, like the little pre chorus thing. Or I mean, I guess it's just probably the entire chorus is probably yeah. that whole fucking deal that goes right in from that another day part to the take me back, back, back part. It's super fucking catchy yeah you know and then you've got this almost kind of a rappy new metal kind of fucking feel in the fucking in the verses it's just it's just catchy all the way around dude and then you're hitting me where it fucking where it matters and you're under four minutes yeah you know and then it has this fucking part where it was like fucking um what was it so take me back to this year where it all seems so right. clear yeah like it's just i mean i guess it's him singing it doesn't sound like a guest vocal at all but like oh yeah dude i mean it's it's super like i said it's economical as fuck yeah you know know? i have the booklet because i have the cd i should look at the notes again that's when they started bringing on even more people from like the quebec-ish scene i think uh that i straight up don't know because there's a lot of dudes on um on balance that i'm like who is that oh, yeah, they might be putting their homies on and stuff you yeah, know which like, is cool i just don't know who they are but um you know what else i, I gotta say about this song is like the uh the verse riffs are pretty subtle and low-key like cool you know what i mean are you talking about that yeah. Like, yeah. yeah dude it's fucking 
you know, it's just got the fucking dun 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 dun. Then they chug on it, mm-hmm. and there's the fucking ooh. You know, it's it's not a keyboard. That's someone just doing some ooze. Yeah, they hit you with the woes and the ooze. Yeah, but I don't think there's any woes on this one. But it's got the sweet gang vocals in there. And the yeah, thing back, back, back. I don't. I can't think of any woes either. But it seems like they have everything else in the kitchen sink you could possibly want. You know, <laughs> right, dude. So fuck it. I, so when I first listened to the album, when I got to this song, I do remember being at the gym, and I had it just in my headphones, and I bet I listened to this song easily, fucking. 10, 10 times in a row nice like that's like how hard like on thin ice caught me enough to fucking make me want to hear more the first five songs 97 again being the fifth one mm-hmm. it's just all awesome and then i heard this and it's like oh i need i need to listen to this again i need yeah. to listen again i need to listen again then you know let temps on tour like i mean it was just like song after song i'm just like fuck dude like but i kept going back to this one and mm-hmm. that's because i'm old and fucking every once in a while the mood hits you know and it's like i want to hear something that is going to help me feel like a fucking kid yeah for you sure. know and there's lots of songs that do this don't get me wrong it's not just but but this was specifically because it is called 97 again and it is talking about take me back like mm-hmm. fuck yeah dude like i feel that yeah fucking for a, sure. man. Well, that's a hell of a good number one, man. Um, what I guess is on that note, Delos yeah. number one. My number one, totally different from most of what I've been talking about this whole time. Going, you know, because I talk about Young Blood a lot. I'm going the total opposite end of the spectrum. We talked about how it was those five initial dudes in the band, where it was Alex, and then Miguel were the two Montreal dudes, and then the other guys were from Ottawa. Which, by the way, I, I need to shout out Stevie. He's a, he's an underrated ass drummer. We talk, I should have brought up his double bass yeah, work and cool. got real, dude. Like awesome. Anyways, so by this time, Alex and Stevie are the only original members, and then the only other guy in the band at the moment is John, or not John, excuse me, Terrence. Uh, they ended up getting Ben from Despised Icon on bass later for the live stuff. He didn't get to do anything on the record, but like. They're, they're putting up the songs already. We talked about No Apologies. I think this was the second or third video they released because they did four videos for this album, man, which was kind of par for course on all the albums. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, a minute and a half. Awesome. And the last, like, half minute, mostly just the guitars fading out. I'm going with the title track off balance. Balance, man. The no video is super, yeah, bal- super straightforward video. It's just them in a red room. It's just the three of them. It's one take. They kind of move around the camera a little bit. It's just so they're jamming. They're jamming in. Yeah, it's literally black and red, just because it's like a, yeah. a red lit room. It's it's Alex and Terrence moving around, you know, singing and playing guitar, and then Stevie playing drums, and the camera just kind of follows them throughout the room in one shot. It's one and done. Um, like the lip syncing on Alex isn't even perfect, which I actually kind of like, but uh. Yeah, it's simple as hell. Like the song itself, dude. It's it's like you know, metallic tinged guitars on a on a for all intents and purposes, you know, straight up hardcore chorus or not chorus verses, and then the the verses are catchy as fucking hell, dude. And it's just like literally verse chorus verse chorus fade, and that's it. And it was so yeah, direct. dude. The song actually means it ends at a minute twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, the guitars fade out for twenty seconds. Yeah 
awesome, dude. And it's just direct as hell. That was <laughs> they ended up closing the album out like that. That's for the time being the last song we get from Obey the Brave. And I think that's a pretty, if it, if it has to end, that's a pretty sweet way to do it. And the fucking lyrics, maybe this will be the year I finally figure it out. You know, like, I felt that way so many times. I definitely still feel that way partway through this weird-ass year. Um, yeah, I'm looking at every single album has a song like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's awesome, dude. Like, like so You it, have, like, Lifestyle short fuse mm -hmm. granted i just kind of thought those were like those long intros like the ghost inside and then you have low key on mad season which is right in the middle of the album yeah ish and then this one's at the end of the album yeah but this one's just like a really short song it's not even yeah. like an intro it's i like the i was like yeah i like the chorus to it a lot yeah. dude. like i've always liked it yeah but yeah it's this just... it's like this it's like no apologies die young cold summer Mm -hmm. awesome dude and then like um smoke signals and this one to me are like just the standouts but i mean the whole album like uh, again it's they have i mean because you have the song like reality check where it's like i mean that's there's nothing catchy well i mean not catchy but there's nothing commercial about that song yeah yeah for there's sure no singing in it at all there's no woes there's no i mean it's just straight up fucking hardcore song dude with a yeah. fucking sweet breakdown towards the end of it like it's awesome yeah you know it's just the stuff that you know gets a little more plays the stuff that's really fucking catchy and balance i could see that being one um it would ruin the song if they made it longer but i i mean yeah it's at that level where it could be one of those songs it's just short yeah, exactly. That's what yeah, I. That's cool. part it's, of what I like about it. Yeah, it's just verse, chorus, verse, chorus down, dude. Like, yeah, it's you know, so yeah, fucking direct. Yeah, and oh, again, yeah. if that's how you're going to close it out, I think that's a great way to close it out. Having said that, I would have liked to have been able to see him play it live, but dude, this band, Obey the Brave, could change their name to Trim the Fat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they just, there's no bullshit in their fucking stuff, dude. It's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, I love that about them. Yeah, man. On that note, I mean, like, fuck, man, what a legacy. I wish they could have done more, but it seems like they're pretty appreciated for what they had, and that's a great way to put it. Like, you want to know what's fucked up? Is They, they talked about the tours they were supposed to do that were going to get them back in the red. Fucking, or back black. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I had to think about it. I was like, wait, which one's which? <laughs> Either you could make argument of, you know, you could make arguments about why it, each color would indicate something bad. <laughs> um, I was like, it's not red Friday. But, and then that's how I got it. Uh, but like <laughs> the tour they were supposed to do. And by the way, hoping the best for Thy Art too, because Thy Art got fucked, dude. They, they, they had like a month long tour here and they had to bail two days in and you can't refund all that money for the travel and the expenses and whatnot. So they were having a rough time. A lot of. Oh, yeah. All those bands that had to fucking take those emergency flights from Europe. Yeah, dude. Uh, these nuts. Really bad situation. So, Enterprise Earth was another one. They got okay. like the last flight out. So that's what I was going to say, because this is pretty much the tour that we were going to have here, which I still would love to see because it was Thy Art and, uh, and Fit for an Autopsy. So the tour that uh, Obey the Brave had lined up for Australia was they were first, and then it was a Versions Crown, Enterprise Earth, Fit for an Autopsy, fucking Thy Art is Murder and Dying Fetus in Australia, dude. Holy God, shit. Damn. That would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been killer for him. And all that shit got rescheduled for December, and I guarantee, you know, I don't know if this is saying too much on air or whatnot, but, I, you know, going around in your kitchen while you guys were gone and seeing all the wedding invitations or whatever you want to call that uh, 
cards or whatever on the on the fridge and there was like two sets of dates already crossed out and then there was like one more at the end of each of those like that if that isn't indicative of like our friends had to cancel theirs twice we had to postpone ours twice yeah yeah like fuck man if that isn't indicative of the year as a whole right now like oh yeah we were really hoping to get it you know it's like okay well let's push it to august and we should be okay and then i i'm not sure when everything's such a fucking huge blob right now yeah man but at some point we were like we we were basically like you know what even if it is fine in august it's just gonna be too hard to get everything here on short notice we're like you know we're pushing it till next year yeah you know and and that couple in particular they were another one that was you know just super hopeful they were just trying to you know pick it and it's just like well we can't do this one and then we can't do this one and we can't and it's just like okay dude so yeah it's it's just and like dude people at home depot like when i was working at home depot there was easily five people there that had to cancel theirs yeah you know it's just i mean from vacations to weddings to you know fucking birthday big birthday celebrations literally every high school graduation yeah you know, I, you sure. know, I mean i just happened to be driving through fucking town one day and fucking saw one of those kids that's standing out on the street you know and it's just like you know the people driving by honking or whatever you know and oh, they had yeah, the balloons yeah, up yeah. and they had the 2020 and fucking it was all like you know it had his name and they, you, know, you know graduated class to 2020 and i mean I was in line. I just started laying on my horn. I fucking yelled out my window. Good job. You know, like congratulations and stuff. Cause I mean, I felt so bad that that's what, <laughs> yeah, for that's sure. what we have to do right now. Cause yep. you know, fuck dude. Like it's, it's just rough all the way around, you know? And it's, it's just like, yeah, the whole everything. But I also feel like one that people don't really realize all that much is Actors and athletes get paid a shitload more than musicians. Yeah, absolutely. A shitload, right? And this is music that isn't popular anyway. Mm-hmm. So most people don't fucking even, they just don't even, it's their heads in the sand as far, when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's not just metal. I mean, it's also rock bands or those indie, you know, the, you know the acoustic guy in the quad type bands and yeah you know like that it's, it's that stuff too i mean though like anybody that was playing live for a living cover yep. bands is another one you know it's mm-hmm. it just fucked all of them and then the other part that nobody fucking really thinks about all the fuckers that worked at the venues yeah dude that's such They're a bummer too yeah. you know so it's like man it just really fucking killed a lot of shit and i mean having said that fuck you coronavirus yeah you know and i mean i don't know say what you want about how we've handled it it's whatever that i mean at that point doesn't matter anymore Mm -hmm. you know like it's just it just sucks all the way around but you know hey don't forget about live musicians man yeah absolutely when when you do have concerts opening up man and if you think it's fucking safe enough i mean obviously you don't want to compromise your own health or feel fucking weird about doing so but man when you get a chance to make sure you you know go to a fucking live show when it opens up but in the meantime maybe just fucking turn your fucking phone all the way down find a spotify artist put the shit on repeat for the night while you're Mm -hmm. sleeping give them full some plays another one go to 
the band's website or indie merch store or even you know like those kind of sites and buy some shit from the band dude yeah that's go the to band camp buy their album like yep. especially on those on those fri- fridays where it's like all of the all money the goes to the bands yeah you know it's like awesome just you know and i haven't been able to i haven't done the band camp thing but i've bought several shirts during quarantine solely you know to support some fucking bands you know like, yeah or you know what even if you don't have any money man like start posting some music of some bands dude like yeah say, spread the check, word check, check these fucking bands out man even if they're super popular yeah spread it anyway like speaking of Bandcamp, that's where uh you can also get a lot of their merch and like the physical releases and stuff too that I, if i'm not mistaken yeah. what i saw the friday thing does count towards merch and, and physical releases too nice yeah, yeah. i mean do do whatever you can do man because it's not just you know what i mean like it's i feel like especially the live musicians are kind of overlooked at the moment yeah exactly uh this is where i step in and say hey man if you want to have and yeah dude some of them are fucking doing great well yeah it depends on the circumstances again you know like that's unfortunately a lot of these guys have to figure out side hustles that they didn't have to before. Yeah. Support um, their side hustles. If they have one, man, yeah. like number one of which I got to throw it out. Fucking check out some of your favorite guys on Twitch, man. Like I've got Kyle from counterparts on in the background right now. This is his first time back in like two weeks. Um, who else, man? Tim from fit for an autopsy is awesome. Joe had been on. I think he's on a bit of a break right now. Uh, Devin Townsend streams a lot. Every member of Trivium's on right now. Rody from Protest the Hero. Jay and Dan from Tesseract. Uh, who else? Daniel Decay from Exciter, who's also a, a host on Banger TV. Well, let me just look at the fucking list right now. Gene Hoagland. Uh, there's there's so many to name. I uh, Tank from Rotting Out. Well, okay. Tank from Rotting Out is part of something called Diaper Gang, which is our fucking stupid name but it's awesome. Um, it's where it's, it's him. It's uh, Tom from Stray from the Path, Kyle from Counterparts, Brendan from Counterparts. Uh, who am I missing? Jacob from Chamber. Uh, dude that helps out with the Warriors. Like, there's a shit ton of people in this thing, and there's more. Craig from Stray from the Path is getting really into streaming. I'm surprised he's not actually a member of this yet because Tom's in it. But, um, yeah, man. Like, like all these guys, you can talk to directly and interact with them all at any given time. Uh, Mike from the Red Cord and Umbra Vitae. I'm a mod for his channel now, so come in and say hi, and I'll say hi back. Um, and Vincent from the Acacia Strain, too, dude. He's the best. He, and Devin from the Acacia Strain streams now, too, and it's awesome. Like, there's all these ways you can directly interact with these guys now and be part of a little cool community. And like I'm talking, I've made friends with people all over the world doing this thing, and it's fucking cool. There's, you know, and they were already doing this before COVID struck, but you know, this is a cool little thing to communicate and help each other get through while things are kind of up in the air for the time being. So check it out. There's so many different avenues to help your favorite artists while those, you know, touring avenues aren't a thing right now. Um, oh yeah, man. And again, what to your point? Yeah, what about also the venues and all the other people affected there's there's bills trying to be pushed through who knows if that'll happen or not but we're hoping for the best at the very least man at the very least you know again hope so fucking 
it's a bummer. Riley from Power Trip passed away. We found out in the middle of recording this, Chadwick Boseman passed away, and it, apparently he was battling cancer for four years. Rest Holy in peace to the both man. of them. Yeah, rest in peace to both of them. Take care of each other. Look out for each other. Shit's insane right now. You know, tell your friends you love them. You don't know when you'll get another chance. Like, yeah, fucking, man, you don't need to be making it any harder for anybody else by being a dick. Yeah. Everybody just like like they said in semi pro man. Everybody love everybody right now. Oh, uh-huh. underrated movie. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it in years. Maybe it sucks. Is that you the th- one with the fucking uh? What what? Is it um? Pimps don't cry. That's other guys. I think that was the same year though. No, what's the one from? <laughs> that movie rules too. That's my favorite Will Ferrell movie. Full God stop. I think. Damn it. Love Me Sexy or something yes, like that? that's the one. Yeah, Jackie yeah. Moon. Yeah, dude, yeah, that, song, that song's the jam, dude. Fuck. Yeah, yeah man, that's sick. fucking total bummer about Chadwick, dude. Yeah, rest in peace to them both, man. Uh, Expect And Riley, yeah. That's, yeah. Expect the Power Trip episode not too long from now. Anything else you want to say to the people? No. Well, like I said enough. <laughs> fucking hey, thanks for joining us, folks. We'll have another one here for you shortly. Here, I'm thinking. Uh, oh, yeah. Until then, you know, hit us up on the socials. We like talking to you guys. Let us know what your favorite Obey the Brave stuff is, and if not, you know, start with Young Blood and or Mad Season. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Hit up all our friends. You know, check out God Hammered. They're the ones that do our intro. Happy birthday to Ray. He just had a birthday. Yeah. Fucking hey. Everybody be the excellent. Dude, he's the announcer, yeah, man. quote unquote, yeah. at the start of the episode. Yeah. As Bill and said, said, you know, be excellent to each other, man. I hear that movie's actually pretty all right, too. So. And party on, dudes. Yeah. Until then. <laughs> I have veggies. my hands up like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it works, man. You got the facial hair, too. You just had more than he did. Oh, my God. That's yeah. true. Until then, eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. Good time. See you then, folks. Later.